After suffering yet another fairly devastating setback in my health this past week that started last weekend and uh, took up much of this week, I wanted to share just some reflections on the experiences that I've had on this journey as a result of, uh, of going through these things without thinking about them and without getting caught in an identity of being the person suffering uh, or the person even uh, uh, suffering a devastating setback. Uh, as I realize these are all just words, these are all just thoughts that I can have or notions in my head about what ha- you know what was happening to me in the moment as I experienced these things. And of course, what I would uh, think about this or, or to give into the temptation to make judgments about uh, what actually happened this week. And it really is very refreshing to know that I don't ha- I can choose if I want to to not uh, buy into the thinking that is occurring in my mind uh, that is that is uh, beyond my control. I do want to take responsibility for what I do with those thoughts, any actions that I take as a result of having them, and I want to take responsibility for any beliefs uh, that I choose to buy into as a result of of believing whatever it is that I was or am thinking about what I was feeling. And not that really the, you know, the story itself of what happened this week, uh, there were definitely, not to go into all the detail, just because it's simply just the story. It's just really what happened. And that's really only uh, relevant on one level of consciousness. At another level of consciousness, there is simply... Uh, the uh, being able to witness what is going on, being able to stand behind uh, my thinking mind that it is so easy when I'm not paying attention, when I'm not awake, it's very easy for me to believe that my thinking mind is who I actually am. I heard a, a teacher that I respect very much and have learned from and have sat with uh, over the years speaking about this very subject this past week, about how it is so very tempting and it is so very easy uh, to believe that uh, we are this thinking mind, that we are this person that we tell we, ourselves that we are. Uh, we describe ourselves in certain ways, and uh, you know, and it's very easy to think that that is really who we are. I'm not here to say that that's not who someone is. I can only know this in my own experience, and I can only say this for myself: that the longer that I have. Uh, not getting, not gotten caught in the trap of believing that I was the sufferer or that I was the victim, and uh, and and choosing to uh, to go through life uh, with the you know really clinging to these beliefs and these identities, and then where, what I find is that I'm constantly bracing against whatever I think is going to happen to me or is happening to me in these moments. This past week was an absolute mixed bag. There was, uh, you know, at, at a point in the beginning of this, of, of, of a tremendous amount of fear, uh, a tremendous amount of, uh, of confusion. Uh, there was a lot of impatience. There was a lot of uh, being disheartened. There was a lot of being sad. There was a lot of being discouraged. Uh, there were a lot of thoughts that came through as I traveled this journey this past week, and most of my most of my experience this week was as a person, uh, as many people do, and, I, and that's one thing I do want to mention that I you know was very well aware of 
during this entire experience or this part of my journey that I am one of many, many people suffering all kinds of, 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 of physical difficulties. And I realize there's also people suffering from psychological difficulties. Uh, people are having things inflicted upon them that uh, are, are clearly uh, not deserved at all. And uh, there is so much suffering in the world that I definitely want to remember that in any given moment when I am feeling like I am one of those people, uh, and what I should say is when I'm thinking that I'm one of those people, uh, it may very well be that I am one of those people and it's something that's out of my control, but I know that it's ultimately my thoughts about it, the identities that I form around being busy, being the person who is uh, experiencing something and and uh, and suffering in some way that uh, this is really what takes me further away from what is actually going on in the, in that moment and I know that if I'm busy really getting caught up in that and I and I recognize that it's it's very normal and human to do that that I may miss out on the small simple joys that came along the way I'm the first to admit this week that there really was a lot of small simple joys uh, even though there were, uh, you know, times of, you know, long, long periods of time spent in fear and in doubt. And, uh, and I could, I could go on and on and on and name these various periods that I, you know, that I felt certain emotions in my body and I had certain thoughts that came up around that. And occasionally I did give into those thoughts when I wasn't really paying attention or quote unquote on my game, so to speak. Uh, I would actually go back into that trance if I was really impatient, as many people who have uh, been involved uh, in the in the healthcare system in the country that I live in. I realize it's different all over the world, but I, I recognize that if I get really caught up in being impatient with how things are and, and things not being addressed when I think they should be addressed, that that's really just something that I'm doing to myself, that I am choosing to uh, to get really caught up in that trance of being the person who's impatient, of being the person that's suffering a longer wait for something or a, or a need for answers and clarity that doesn't come as quickly as somehow I, and here's the key word, I think that it should. And uh, it was very easy for me to fall into, and, and especially when we're not feeling well physically, I did uh, uh, actually spend some time really uh, reflecting on that this past week, that when we're in times of you know physical or psychological duress, when we are worn down and not really rested, uh, when we're kind of out of sorts, it is a lot easier to fall into the trap of, of believing these thoughts that I'm having, of really believing this is who I am and this is what is going on right now. And, you know, believing that this is the way that it is when I'm not able to really appreciate the larger picture or the more expansive view that, you know, this is not just about me. I realize it's this hits very close to home because it is me. This is the body that I'm inhabiting. This is what it feels like to be in this body. This is what it feels like to be me. So somehow that's going to be something that's going to be most near and dear because I'm the one feeling this. And I'm the one inhabiting this physicality. Uh, but I'm also the first to admit, and without getting overly metaphysical, but I do tend to go there sometimes, uh, if even just in a way of, of kind of skirting around it, it's that when I can remember that, you know, my, uh, my experience 
as a physical human being in this body in this specific incarnation that uh, you know I can I can remember that this is not the be all end all of everything this is only one what's referred to as one plane of existence there's multiple planes of consciousness or planes of existence there is so much more going on than what just happens at this physical level and that's not a belief uh that's something that I don't want to get really caught up in beliefs about it's just been that that's what the experience has been that uh, there's so much more going on than just what it feels like to be me. And I guess what I should say, there's so much more going on uh, that is available to me and is available to all of us. And, I, and I, it, you know, if I am willing to be open to that, you know, it is not, you know, my experience as this human being is, is, uh, is not limited to just what it's like to be this living, breathing uh, being in this body. Uh, it's there's more to this for me. I can't say this for anyone else than my brain, what my brain thinks and what my brain and my senses perceive. But I don't want to get too far into that. I only want to say this because I'm not here to say what is the that experience for anyone else. I just know that for me, it has been something to just be open to that, to experiencing whatever happens without the need for me to create any beliefs around it without the need for me to tell myself what kind of experience I'm having. When the, the more that I can just experience what I'm experiencing without the need to think about it or categorize it or even narrate it or and, and, and let alone analyze it in any way. And lastly, trying to, without trying to hold on to it and collect these experiences. My guru, guru spoke about this in my formative years when I was much, much younger, you know, over 30 years ago about this whole idea of just trying to collect all these experiences. When I'm really caught up being the experiencer, as he used to say, then that's all I'm really doing. I'm basically just, you know, gathering all of these experiences to hang on to them, to patch together some kind of narrative or to even tell the story of my own life experience and life journey. And I know that this week it would be really, really easy. I've said all these things to kind of bring it all together in this moment that it would be very easy. I don't know if anyone would blame me or not. Uh, and, and at some point on some level, I'm really just musing about this. If, if I were to say, if someone asked me, you know, how was your week? What was your week like? And how do you feel about what happened? What does it feel like right now to you? What are you thinking about it? It would be really, really easy for me to say, and I certainly would not blame anyone if they said this, and I certainly wouldn't judge anyone if they said, well, it's really not getting any better. In fact, it may actually be getting worse. Because on one level, if that's the way that I summarized or uh, explained or narrated my own experiences this week, then I'm really limiting myself in a, uh, in a very considerable way. Uh, it would be very easy for me to say that. In fact, it would be from the standpoint of using what's referred to as economy of words. If I want to try to really kind of net this out and bring and pull all this together and for someone to say, okay, in as few words as possible, what was this week like for you? It really would be so incredibly easy for me to say that, that, uh, you know, this week, what it really felt like was it felt like, you know, things are, are getting worse in some ways and that, uh, and they, or, you know, going back to, you know, it felt like things are really not getting better. In fact, they may be getting worse. And I know that, 
uh, if I limit myself to that, if I believe, if I'm really, and, and even though it's, it's, a, it's a logical leap, that's one thing I do want to say, I don't think that if I said that, I can honestly say that I don't think that I would be uh, being dishonest or disingenuous about what, I, what this week felt like. There were times when it clearly, uh, uh, it, you know, I could say it felt that way, but what I really meant, what I really mean by that is that I, I, that's the way that I was thinking. And on one level, yes, that could be said. But I also recognized much of this week when I was able to kind of have my head on straight, so to speak, when I could remember to come back home, so to speak, to, you know, who I really, really am, to come back to this place of perspective where I had this headspace to be able to see once again that this was just uh, if I said these things and really meant it, that I could see that that's really not the only way for me to describe the other ways in which I could, uh, in words, describe what it felt like this week was while there were all these ups and downs, there were all these moments of fear, and at some points there were, was considerable physical pain, uh, confusion, agitation, uh, disorientation, all of those things that that's really just what it felt like on one level. Uh, and these things were fleeting. They came and they went. And admittedly, there were times when I found myself really wrapped up in, I would get caught up in thinking. I was so uh, you know, locked into that trance of thinking that I caught myself at times, you know, even imagining, you know, how much worse could this pain get? What would it feel like if it this happened or that happened? And I recognized that I really wasn't here in this moment where even though things were painful during some of this, where there was some times where of, of extreme emotional agitation and uh, disorientation, that even though that's what was going on, that's what I was experiencing on the physical level, on the mental level, that there were actually times where my spirit felt very, very free, where I actually was able to tune into a different frequency where things were not as bad as I believe. I don't want to deny the physical pain. I don't, I want, I don't want to deny the physical suffering. I don't want to glorify it or glamorize it or uh, whitewash it away. What I do want to do is recognize that that was the experience I was having and that I could get really, really caught up in my thinking about it and uh, and I'm not was never I'm never trying to deny that I was having that experience. I clearly was, but it was really a matter of paying attention to my mind and just recognizing that my mind has a myriad of things that it can do that's available to it. The mind, uh, what it can do with all of these experiences we have as a human being, and most importantly, what it does, uh, and and most commonly is these basic functions of thinking, of speculating, of categorizing, narrating an experience based on a certain biased way of looking at something. And the beautiful part is that that used to be so overwhelming for me. I used to be so uh, drained of energy and so tired of, of the, you know, what it took, uh, you know, how it drained my energy, just, you know, all of this thinking. And once I was able to have that aha moment, where I used to feel like before I recognized this, that it was like somebody would ask me and I would say that all this thinking and all of the reactions that I'm having as a human being, it's just so, it's so draining. Uh, it just wears me out. It tires me. It just, it wears me down. 
and to recognize that the more I, and I didn't realize this until many years into my mindfulness practice, that what was happening was these things could still continue to happen because they happen on their own. It's like that proverbial river that I talk about that keeps running. It never stops. That current keeps going in the direction that it's going. I can't build a dam and stop it or try to control it. Uh, all I could, you know, I, I mean, I could try to do that, but I recognized really early on that it didn't help. But the longer I've practiced mindfulness, what I found is that, you know, these thoughts can be rushing like a, you know, like a, uh, you know, like a raging current uh, or, you know, uh, what they call white water, you know, where you just have this, you know, these huge currents of water. I basically in waves, you know, I, I, I don't have to necessarily ride those waves. I don't even have to. Uh, allow myself to keep up with it. I can just recognize that it's happening. And if I'm not really trying to, ha- you know, if I'm not trying to believe that I'm having these thoughts and trying to wrap my head around all of them, and if I don't necessarily need to keep up with it, I can let it, all those thoughts, that river of thoughts just keep flowing because I'm back here sitting on, if I choose to, while I'm practicing mindfulness to sit back here on the side of the river and be calm and still if uh, if i can't be calm and still physically i can at least be calm and still in my in in terms of of uh, of, of mentally uh, i can be calm and still actually uh, uh in terms of having this perspective and headspace and witnessing these things happening and as soon as i can have more of that neutral third party perspective of this, that because I'm not so busy thinking these thoughts are mine or they're, I don't, I'm not caught up in that they're happening to me, then I can really allow myself to just witness them. And, uh, is the longer that I do that, the more expansive everything gets. And I can suddenly see that there's more to this life. There's more to this human experience than these thoughts that are happening and, and the internal reactions that I'm having that cause me so much pain and difficulty. And if I choose to suffering, that the more I let go of needing to really identify with these thoughts and the less that I think that they're mine, that I actually can be more expansive. And I can recognize that some of that energy that was diverted towards wrapping, you know, my arms around and my head around all of these thoughts and needing to control it and to continue, keep that story going, so to speak, of, of who I am. And this is my narrative that I can actually be available for something else. And there were times this week where even in the midst of the pain and, and uh, 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 the disor- disorientation that was happening, that there were, were opportunities to just experience and really enjoy some of the most simple, uh, some of the most simple joys that were available. And uh, what I find is there's been so much more of that than even I'm, and there's probably more of that available than even I'm aware of after practicing in this for 30 years. It's To me, I'm finding that it is an endless supply of these things, that there's so much of it, uh, of these simple joys, of these blessed, these everyday blessings, the, uh, what, what one, one of my other teachers refers to as extraordinary ordinariness. I found those things, but I can only see them. I can only avail myself of them if I have some way to, uh, uh, to be more fully human and not try to uh, brace or, you know, brace against or resist all of these thoughts and emotions that run through my body. It's only when I'm trying to distract myself from them, when I'm trying not to have them, when I'm trying to find something to substitute for uh, having to really feel what I'm feeling, 
and find something that actually that I think is going to feel better than actually doing that kind of a substitute or a replacement. If I can actually just be here and, and be available for it. And, and I can truly say that it's easier said than done. And I'm the first to admit that even after practicing this for over 30 years, I was not available for all of it this week. I know there was things that I missed, but this is not to me is not a competition. It's not a sport. It's not something that you keep it, that I keep a tally of. There's no score. It's just that at the end of the day, if I really want to have more joy in my life, if I, I want to have more peace in my life, if I really want to enjoy what there is to enjoy, uh, regardless of, of any choices that I've made, regardless of, of how human and how fallible I can be, is that the, I, I need to have some way to actually practice being here and being available for it. And the only way I've been able to do that is by being able to pay attention to my mind and be aware of what is going on with it. And then to be open to continuing to remember that this is not all there is. This is not, you know, it's very easy to think that these thoughts in, in, are, are all my life really is. And I know I've been around and experienced this and tasted this enough to know that that is not true that there is so much more to me, to this life experience that I'm having. And thankfully, this practice, the practice of mindfulness and these various meditative practices and various healing modalities that have, uh, that, you know, this practice has led me to, uh, to really allow myself to be able to, uh, to take the, uh, the perspective that, and to be able to take that headspace that has been, uh, what's the word I'm trying to use here, cultivated, through this practice uh, that started, you know, over 30 years ago with me sitting down, deciding to making the choice to be still, to be calm, to uh, sit on a cushion. And th there's no right way to do this. It's just, it's, it's, it's really formative for me. It really feeds me to remember that any perspective that I have, and it's available to any of us, there's nothing special or unique or gifted about me or how I came into this life or into this world. But it, the, to be able to have that perspective came from making a choice decades ago to actually practice just paying attention to something that really felt incredibly mundane, that felt really boring in some way. And, uh, you know, nothing happened quickly. And I remember how difficult it was, and I'm saying this with a smile on my face, but it was very painful at the time. It, I found it daunting to sit still and pay attention to what was going on in my mind for even a minute, let alone five minutes or 10 minutes. I can remember some of the times where I could do this for 20 minutes felt like an eternity. And that's and it's not because there was anything wrong with me. And when anyone else experiences this, it's not because there's anything wrong with any of us or with anyone. It's just that we, our minds normally uh, do what they do and whatever it is, whatever habits, whatever way in which we've conditioned ourselves to uh, to experience moment to moment reality uh, is what is most comfortable. And I know for me, most of my life, what was most comfortable to me was what I had practiced the most. And what I practiced was not, and I didn't even realize I was practicing anything, that I was practicing not being mindful. I was practicing, I was in the practice of believing everything that I was thinking about what I was feeling. And uh, I was not practicing being here now and, and really experiencing the present moment. And I'm not judging myself or kicking myself or beating myself up. I'm just remembering that the only thing that really changed that was a very small, simple choice 
but it was also, I know what I didn't know at the time and didn't know for many years after that was it was one of the most powerful choices that I've made in my life. And it's ultimately what has allowed me to get through some of the most challenging and painful moments that I've ever experienced physically uh, in almost 60 years on this earth. I can truly say that. And it's a very simple practice, but it's a very powerful practice. And it's something that humans have been aware of in a certain part of the world, uh, in the eastern part of the world. And I, and I have no way to know if, if other people in other parts of the world have been aware of this, maybe even longer. It really doesn't even matter. Now that I say that, I realize it doesn't even matter. It's just that we humans, uh, no matter where we've been in the world, have had these things available to us for way longer than we can ever imagine. And no matter how much things change and no matter how much uh, technology that there is and no matter how much we have automated and, and simplified things, uh, these are very, very ancient, what I refer to as ancient technologies, these practices that allow us to, that have, that have been just as powerful, that can be just as powerful for us now uh, as they were two, 3,000 years ago and even further back. So I'm incredibly grateful for that and to remember this ancient wisdom that, uh, that I just realized is, is still available to us. And I celebrate that and I'm very appreciative of it and incredibly grateful.